Welcome to the Gospel Clarity Podcast, where we explore how the story of Jesus changes everything. In order for the gospel to be central, it must be functional. I'm your host, Mark Smith. And my name is Andrew Arthur. Thanks for joining us. We're glad you're here. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 6 of the Gospel Clarity Podcast. I am your host, Mark. And I'm Andrew. Thank you for joining us. We are glad that you're here. Now, we have some uh, some big news. Big news is, Andrew hurt his ribs. <laughs> That's not big news. We also have, we also have other d- updates coming, coming soon. But Andrew, tell us what happened. I hurt my ribs trying to ski for the first time last week. I was foolish enough to think that I could do skiing without proper instructions. You call it foolish. I call it optimism. Optimism? Yep. It was my brother-in-law, who is a good teacher. Now, is this... But I needed, I needed more fundamentals than what he was providing. Okay. Given my first outing. Yeah. And so took two routes down a light green, did okay. Then he took me to a blue, and that was a big mistake. Okay. Because on the blue, I couldn't get down. I fell multiple times until eventually I fell and heard my rib pop. And what I believe are bruised ribs, and what the paramedic or the snow patrol who had to come get me off the mountain, he told me that too. Ah, bummer. Now, how did they get you off the mountain? They strapped me to a sled, and he skied me down. Oh, man. I took a selfie which I don't know if I'll ever show the world. I told the story yesterday in our, in, in, in our worship gatherings as an illustration of uh, how pride leads to disgrace and humility finds wisdom. Okay. And the idea that in my pride, oh, man. I, it was a disgrace because I went skiing without proper instruction and had I just been humble and went and got lessons immediately, it would have been a much more productive week. Yeah. Well, hey... On behalf of all the listeners, we are sorry that you had an injury. Um, was it kind of fun going down on the sled, like when they were carrying <laughs> you down? It, it was fun, but you know, I took two days off. Okay. And then I went and took a half a day lesson with with basic, fundamental, ground-up instructions. And mm-hmm. they gave me the foundation I needed so that Thursday, which was the final day, of the trip, I was able to ski with my eight-year-old daughter Delaney because she was flying down the green, uh, the green routes, and <laughs> and I was able because I got the instruction on awesome. this day. I was able to to follow her down, and, and we had a great time. Good. So, what what are you gonna do differently next time? Are you gonna do a pre-course instructor like you next know, time you go into refresh? You know, Thursday I didn't fall a single time on Thursday. So now are you telling me that you don't need the instructions? (laughs) There's certainly more to learn, but I think what's really needed is more experience at this point. Mm. Because I feel like I've got the basics down in terms of what they taught me on Wednesday. I was able to apply that on Thursday and had a great time. And my daughter is super fast. And although I was trying to keep up with her, I never could. And she would beat me by a long shot down every every route we took. Mm. Well, that's... But that she went to ski cool. school the first two days, and so she was the wisest one of oh, all Oh, I see. I and, see. Okay. Uh, did the ski school thing, and it paid well for her. Good. Well, feel better. 
So that leads I us. Do. I feel better today. I think that we can segue that into saying only when that I cough. Now, only when you cough. <laughs> okay. Well, everyone needs to be educated mm-hmm. about something. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs wisdom. Yeah. And uh, Andrew, that's something that we've been exploring uh, and looking at 2019. Mm-hmm. In the year of 2019, is how can we gain more wisdom? In gospel clarity. Am I right? That's right. That's one of our chief priorities and our chief concerns. That's one of the chief ambitions of this podcast. That's right. So along with this podcast, we've been doing some other, we've been getting some other things in the works uh, for our listeners and for church attenders that are coming here to the Hallows Church and in the greater uh, Seattle area. And so Andrew, why don't you tell them what's coming up? Yeah, so we desire to cultivate gospel clarity in the church for the world. And what that means is we believe Jesus makes a difference to makes practical and particular difference to every area of our lives. And so we want to explore the difference that Jesus makes in every conceivable area of our lives. And so um, to help kind of support that and to achieve that, we've start, we're launching and we're, well, we're hosting the first installment of what we're calling our Gospel Clarity Study Series. And this is basically an evening that we've set aside, and we're inviting all of our, our church, all across from all three of our expressions, Fremont, West Seattle, North Seattle, to come to one location. And we're also exp- extending an invica- invitation to the broader church network here in Seattle to invite disciples and Christians to come and share three hours with us. And we are going to take that time to dive into a concentrated study on how on the gospel and how it relates to a certain theme or a certain issue or a certain topic that is pertinent for people uh, right now in our culture. Yeah. So maybe for uh, a couple of questions here, what's the difference between this Gospel Clarity Study series and, let's say, how churches have orchestrated classes and like Sunday schools Mm -hmm. for, you know, however many years that that's been going on. Um, What what are some differences and what are maybe some similarities? I don't know if I've I've compared it before, but um, I mean, I think the the drive is is to uh, basically I want to take a biblical theological approach to these topics and these themes. Mm -hmm. I want to do kind of an inductive study that, that takes a panoramic view of all of scripture to bring out the gospel's um, effect and impact on various topics and themes. So for example, the first installment, we're going to cover the gospel and ethnic identity. And we're going to move from, we're going to look at various peaks in the scripture that speak to ethnic identity and God's purpose and passion for the various peoples of the world, and we're going to uh, just trace that thread from Genesis to Revelation. And so it's different in the sense that a Sunday school class, typically you have an hour on a Sunday, or an hour and a half on a Sunday prior to prior to a service or after a service. Churches in Seattle don't really have Sunday school anymore, but they do home groups and small groups and missional yeah. communities and that types of, those types of things now. But, but, um, but what this will be designed to do is just to extend that a little bit longer. And to it's going to be an intensive, concentrated study. It's going to be very didactic. That is very instructive and teaching-oriented. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to hopefully provide time for Q&A and to talk about what the Bible, or to explore what the Bible has to say about ethnic identity 
and how the gospel affects our understanding of of ethnicity and whether it be our own or that of others. Yeah. And that, I mean, I think that that answers the question though too, right? I mean, most of the time in a Sunday school, hour long, you know, class or mm-hmm. lesson time that maybe adults would, would go to is normally you're kind of doing uh, like a study of something continuously for multiple weeks. This mm-hmm. is just one topic, diving straight into it, mm-hmm. really looking in depth at it and kind of, in in uh, vesting that time to leave knowing a a theme of gospel clarity better. Yeah, no doubt. And I think I think with that, there's the um, in in this urban context that we're in, where we are finding it harder to get people to commit to something on a weekly basis for like a period of time. Yeah. Say, if we were to do a six week or an eight week study on a Thursday night. Um, I think we would not be able to serve all three of our expressions well because where would we host it regularly that people could get to conveniently uh, on a Thursday night given the traffic situation of Seattle and all those types of things. And so uh, rather than hosting a series over multiple weeks, we're going to give a shot of doing a kind of concentrated dosage of go- of cultivating gospel clarity for about a three-hour time time frame on a Saturday night uh, which we believe in a centralized location that will hopefully accommodate and serve our whole church. Yeah. I mean, and that's also thinking about how people learn nowadays too. I mean, sometimes it's a lot easier to say, I want to learn about this subject. I want to do this thing instead of doing, taking a class on it, instead of, you know, investing an hour of every night or every once a week, twice a week into it to say, I'm going to sit down and, and focus and study this one thing for three hours. Right. And then by the end, I'll know more about that subject. Yeah, no, boy, no hopefully being equipped with, a, with kind of a biblical framework yeah. for understanding a topic or theme, and then a gospel kind of diagnosis or how the gospel uh, impacts and gives shape to our interaction with those topics and with those themes in the broader culture. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think that's where the rubber meets the road as it relates to cultivating gospel clarity. Doing that in the church by equipping the church with a with a biblical understanding of how the gospel relates to certain things, and then releasing the church into the world to showcase the difference Jesus makes and how they perceive life and how they interact with life in this world. Yeah. And so what you're also so what I hear you saying is that we're not going to be experts on ethnic identity after this, but we will have a solid framework for looking at a a biblical gospel-centered understanding of what cultural identity, ethnic identity is. Right. And so there are basically three uh, key factors to how we're approaching this study. One, we're going to take a God-centered look at ethnic identity, meaning we're going to explore what God has revealed about human nature, about human beings, human nature. Uh, we're going to try to hear God's voice on the matter, by, and we do that by studying the scriptures. And so we're going to have a theocentric approach, but we're also going to have a, a 
a Bible-centered approach and everything. So we're going to basically be exploring what the Scripture has to say about these matters. But then in order to be really Bible-centered, you have to be gospel-centered because ultimately the gospel is the message of the Bible. And so our approach to this topic on that evening will be God-centered, it will be Bible-based, and it will be gospel-saturated, gospel-focused as we... um, as we try to come to a Christian understanding of what ethnic identity is. And that's distinctive from, let's say, if we were studying ethnic identity through a sociological lens or an anthropological lens or a uh, cultural philosophical lens, I think we would, we would be approaching it in a way that isn't helpful for the Christian worldview if, that was the, if those were the starting blocks and if those were the uh, paths that we were running on into this topic. Our starting block and our path and our finish line is going to be God's going to start with God, it's going to run on the scriptures, and it's going to come to the finish line of the gospel so that the gospel is ultimately determining our, our understanding of ethnic identity. And so what that means is that ethnic identity, I think what we're going to find in the study is that the gospel helps us to see and to recognize that ethnic identity is very important. Uh, and we're going to affirm, we need to affirm ethnic identity, and we need to recognize the beauty of, of diversity that exists in God's creation. But the gospel also liberates us from viewing ethnic identity as ultimate, that our ethnic identity does not ultimately define our lives. It doesn't define and determine the value of our lives, the worth of our lives. It doesn't Um, It doesn't do that because as Christians, we are in Christ, and we know that in Christ, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, that our ethnic identity is still apparent, but our ethnic identity is no longer ultimately defining of who we are as human beings in relationship with our God and ultimately, well, in relationship with God and in relationship with each other. Yeah. So, Andrew, can you tell us why ethnic identity? Uh, one, I don't think it's talked about enough in churches. I think it's a topic that's easily ignored in churches, but it's which is kind of surprising given how much emphasis there is on uh, ethnicities and different people groups and engaging all the people groups in the world uh, in that that are found in the scriptures. So uh, I don't think churches talk about it enough. I don't think churches explore the relationship between gospel, a functional gospel, and our uh, interaction with people that are different from us. And and I think that's sad because it's such a beautiful picture of the kingdom of God when you find diverse peoples coming together and finding unity, not in the color of their skin or their cultural background. And you can broaden that out and say not in their socioeconomic status or anything like that, but they're finding unity in Jesus in Christ and how he is capable of bringing different people together. I think that message is all over the Bible, oh, yeah. which affirms the Definitely. dignity of all peoples, and and it, it, it helps us learn to love. I mean, it's just a, a remarkable, remarkable thing that isn't taught often in churches. And I think for our church in particular, uh, this past week, my missional community had 14 people participating in it. Uh, our missional communities are small groups that meet in homes during the week, and and so we had one of those hosted this past Wednesday, and we had 14 disciples present. Six countries, six nations and nationalities were represented in that room. And so it sounds like it's a 
pressing. Um, it's, it seems like it's right in our face. Yeah, I mean, it's here. Uh, let's, right? Diversity is present within the church, yeah. and we need to help people learn to see and to, and to cherish the beauty of, of unity in the midst of diversity. And so covering a topic, how does the gospel relate to ethnic identity, will help, will help us do that. So one thing I'm really excited about in this study is I, I want to see, and maybe you can give us a little taste now of um, the exploration of looking at the themes of ethnic identity in the Old Testament, as you have the nation of Israel and God creating his people, bringing us, making and choosing his people, and bringing them through this redemption story to the New Testament. Ethnic identity has a completely new meaning to the church. Um, so can you give us a, a little bit, share a little bit about that? What, yeah, so I think as terms as far as our approach is concerned, we're going to be looking at different. Um, there, there are certain peaks in the Bible, peak passages that speak to our understanding of ethnic identity and God's per, God's ordination of it and God's passion yeah. for it. And um, starting, of course, with the Imago Dei, the image of God, looking at that, which kind of levels the playing field for every people group on the planet. So, gen- yeah, Genesis. Genesis. And then from move, the beginning. Yeah, and then there's the fall, which is when really things get messed up in terms of our relationship with each other as human beings. And then you have the Tower of Babel, which would be another big peak. And that yeah, was when definitely. humanity was actually unified in trying to usurp God. <laughs> Just it, in the wrong way. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they were unified in the moment. And God came yeah. down and he... He dispersed them, and right. people spread out, and different languages began to rise, and different uh, genetic features began to develop over the course of history as these peoples were spread out. Um, Would you call that the first case of ethnic diversity? You know, it's it's possible. Like, Would it be, there's a way. There, there's a way where we can say that Adam and Eve, and Noah, mm-hmm. and to a lesser degree Abraham, but Adam and Eve and Noah were probably. Um, a ethnic, meaning they they weren't one particular people group in the world. They represented all of humanity, especially Adam and Eve. They mm-hmm. didn't have an ethnicity per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, they represent every human being on the planet, regardless of what ethnic, um, cultural, community and group and heritage one stems from. Yeah. And so the way the Bible begins, it begins with this emphasis on. Um, a representative, Adam, and his bride Eve, and everything stems from them, which reminds us that there's one human race, and the human race needs to factor more heavily on our minds and on our hearts when we're looking at people who are different from us ethnically or genetically or culturally or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And so what do you say then about the New Testament? Where does that fit in to ethnic identity. Yeah, well, after the Tower of Babel, um, division happened between peoples, and uh, and when you get to the gospel, um, God's grace in the gospel was designed to redeem that division, and right. basically to do that by overcoming the judgment of God. And so God sent Jesus to die on the cross to both judge sin and to save sinners. And so the gospel gives a way for the division between the peoples that happened at the Tower of Babel by way of God's judgment due to their sin to be overturned and overcome through faith in Jesus. And so all of a sudden you get to a point where Christ 
reunifies the races. He reunifies the peoples, not in a way that erases the ethnic divisions or the ethnic distinctives and differences between them, but he reunifies them in a substantial, dynamic way where he becomes the common ground for all the races. And all of a sudden, we're no longer trying to unite ourselves to usurp God. We are being brought together in unity in the service of God in light of the grace he has given us in Jesus, that God will uh, lift us up. We don't have to lift ourselves up, which is what was happening at the Tower of Babel. Yeah. Well, I know that I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I think it's going to be a great evening of learning more about ethnic identity. And let's just give some uh, logistic information. Um, So it's going to be in our Fremont Expression, but in the Emmanuel Sanctuary space. Emmanuel Bible Church, which is 503 North 50th Street. Look at that. He's got the address. (laughs) (laughs) And that'll happen on uh, Saturday, April 6th, ranging from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Right. Uh, kids' ministry is provided. Kids' stuff's provided. And food, they, they will get to eat pizza. Adults that come, we're just getting snacks. <laughs> so, but they're going to be great they'll, snacks. They'll be great snacks. Yeah. And uh, we'll have a good time. Uh, we may sing a couple songs together and then dive into our study, followed by, hopefully, time permitting, a Q&A. Awesome. Well, hey, we hope to see you there. And thanks again for listening to the Gospel Clarity Podcast. <laughs>